you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I have with me Jason Sircone, and I hopefully I said that correctly. Nailed it. With nearly a decade of experience in the podcast world, Jason has built his brand around the consumptive power of storytelling and simplifying podcast guesting. He helps leaders craft their authentic story and tell it with confidence as a podcast guest while simultaneously maximizing the value of each guest appearance and establishing thought leadership in their niche. You will also find him hosting Evolution of Brand, a podcast featuring stories and strategies for building an authentic personal brand. So welcome to the show, Jason. Kim, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here with you today. You know what? That was a good bio you you gave me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Put a lot of time and effort into building that. It's funny. Some people say to me, oh, you introduced me so well. Well, you supplied me with good words to do so. Yeah. And that's really the point. I mean, I try to help podcasters as much as I can whenever I'm making a guest appearance. Here's a good bio to lead off with, whether you're going to read it live or just have it to get yourself familiar with who I am and what I can bring to your show. I want to make sure it's as value packed as possible and as much brevity involved as I can too. That is a good balance. Absolutely. Jason, this is your first time on the Author to Authority podcast. So why don't you take a few minutes, introduce yourself and share some of your story with us? I'd love to. So yeah, like uh, you said, Kim, my name is Jason Sircone. I've been in the podcasting space since about 2015. The entrepreneurial journey in my life started when I was just 13 years old. I was flipping football and baseball cards and basketball cards to my friends and at local card shows. And it became a little cottage industry where I just blew all the profits on more cards. But you know, I was 13. So what did I know? Lit that bug in me. I knew someday I wanted to be doing something for myself. So fast forward to 2015. And that's when I jumped into podcasting and did the first show ever with my best friend. And we started that show for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to try to do better than somebody who was trolling me on Twitter. And I told my best friend, here's our podcast idea. And we're going to do better than that guy. So we started out of spite which is not exactly the best foundation for starting a podcast. And I learned a valuable lesson. I was nowhere near as good as that guy was. It took a lot of time and effort, commitment. Me and my friend ran that show as long as we could. I started a second show. And then in the middle of them, well, not even the middle, about 20 episodes in, I realized that I really wanted to get good at this. I wanted to take some time to really sink my teeth into how I could excel in the podcast space. Mm -hmm. I did radio in college and there were some parallels, but there were also a lot yeah. of differences. So I'm to really get better. So I took a year and a half off from my own podcast efforts and just studied other shows, mm -hmm. listened to people on the radio and television personalities. And it was all about the communication. How were they talking to the camera, speaking to their audience? I really wanted to try to pick up things in regards to inflection, 
and tempo and cadence mm -hmm. and yes. really telling telling a good story. These were all very important to me. So when I jumped back into podcasting, I was in a much better position and things went much better going forward. And fast forward a little bit more, I discovered the whole guesting element as I was helping some clients build shows mm -hmm. and realized this aspect of podcasting is so important because the guests bring so much value to the microphone. And if they do it right, they can truly position themselves for brand growth, for establishing authority, for yes. bringing more people into their audience, attracting new clients, you name it. But there's a strategy that goes into doing it right. So instead yes. of doing it transactionally, you do it in a way where value is at the root of everything you do. And I work with people on making that happen. And that brings us to where we are today. Love it, Jason. You know, you, you talked about your sports cards. I love to craft and my crafting hobby is kind of expensive. So I sell what I craft to fund my crafting. There you go. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, is that, you know, you can only give your family so much. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I know my mom, she unfortunately, she had a stroke several years ago, but before she did, she was a big, big sewer. And mm. I can't even count the number of quilts that are still at my parents' house that she had made. But a lot of them, I, I did not even know this until after the fact. She was selling a lot of them because I was always on her. Like, let's set up an Etsy shop. I mean, she did phenomenal quality work. I really thought that would be something that could, you know, I'm not saying we would have broke the bank or anything, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more come from her efforts. And then I learned that she was actually getting some money for some of the stuff she was doing. So there's definitely some uh, something to gain if you do things right in that space. True. I craft because I love it. Yeah. I sell it to fund what I love. I've been kicking around and there just aren't enough hours in the day. I want to get back into collecting. I've been watching mm. videos and things like I'm like, I'd love to get back into this world, but I just don't think I could fuel or fund another hobby at this moment. I hear you. I, I'm not crafting as much as I used to with running the business, but yeah. there's just some days it's like I just go sit down in my crafting area and I work on something. And, you know, it's one of those things that feed the soul. Yeah, you got to have that escape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the things that I really liked about what you said was the intentionality. So you tried podcasting. And you realize it wasn't quite working the way you wanted it to. So instead of just giving up on it, because, you know, it doesn't work, you took the time to study it and you were intentional about how you studied it. And I really like that, Jason, because I think there's times that we jump in with with two feet. I'm one of those people. My best friend, it's funny, my best friend and my husband are like completely opposite. They want to analyze everything to the nth degree before they do something. I'm like, let's just jump in and we'll figure it out as we go along. I'm with you, Kim. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think either one's right or wrong. It's just different. But I, I like how you didn't quit when it didn't work, that you took the time to figure it out. And I think that's a true characteristic of you know, that entrepreneurial spirit, that thought leadership spirit, where you know it works, but just because it wasn't working for you, you didn't quit. And so I, I really appreciated that about your story, Jason. Oh, thank you. And yeah, for me, it wasn't even that I planned to take a year and a half to do all that analyzing. That's just how long it ended up being. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it wasn't that I couldn't have jumped back in sooner. I know I could have, but I was just in that mode of 
information gathering. And yeah, so I, I had jumped in, but then I got out of the pool and dried off for a little bit. And now I was sunning myself on the side deck, just <laughs> learning from others. And I find that time very valuable because I, I did learn a lot. And I don't tell anybody you have to take a certain amount of time, but Kim, you know this, in our industry, the podcast industry, it's a terrible thing. We have so many people that do get started with podcasts and they only get a few episodes in. And then yeah. for any number of reasons, whether it's that they it's, it's much more work than they thought it would be, they're not seeing enough downloads, which is the biggest garbage metric out there, at least especially in regards to how it throws somebody off their game before they've ever developed a skill set. People yeah. walk away from their shows far too soon and they never give themselves an opportunity to make a real breakthrough. And I mean, I've been on the other side of that as well. I have guested on shows for people that were getting started or they were in the beginning and I like their message. And of course, I'm here to help yeah. any podcaster grow. So I'll always lend my message to their show. But my episode never went live because they quit before it ever got to that point. And it's incredibly mm -hmm. unfortunate because I'm sure at some point in our conversation, I mentioned that you have to be committed to this yeah. project in order for it to take off. And it takes time, effort, and consistency to grow an audience that's going to keep coming back to you week in and week out. But again, so many people walk away before they reach that point. And I didn't want to be one of those statistics. It's so true. I'll, I'll even give you a real world example. The podcast hosts that I have gives me analytics. And at first, I just, for years, I, I just looked at the listeners. I didn't even realize there was a downloads. And then finally, a few months ago, I realized there was downloads and it said it was about a hundred thousand downloads. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. But then I started looking at them. And when you looked at them and you excluded all the unknown sources of the downloads was a whole lot less. Yeah, that's why it's flawed and skewed. That's what I've been saying for a while. And I was talking to someone in podcast hosting industry. And what she said was, she said, those unknowns are bought. They're not, yeah. they're not legit. And I was kind of like, oh, it would have been so nice if I had had a hundred thousand <laughs> downloads of the podcast. But I recognize that for me, it's not the numbers. I look at the numbers because the numbers help reflect growth and that's what I'm looking for. It's not necessarily the specific number, but I'm looking to see, okay, am I getting consistent growth each month? And even if it's just a little bit of growth, that's what makes me happy. And I think as an, as an entrepreneur, one of the things I was, I was very blessed to have a podcast mentor help me on my journey and in the beginning, and he made it really clear, Kim, this is a long-term marketing strategy. Yeah. If you're getting in into it to become famous overnight, it's not going to happen. You have to be in it for the long term. You have to be willing to pay the cost. You have to be willing to put in all the time and the hours and everything. And in the right season, you will reap the rewards. So so yeah. totally agree with you there, Jason. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It throws so many people off because I, that that instant success or overnight fame that you just mentioned, Kim, I think that's what people get clouded by because they see mm -hmm. other podcasters, other influencers, people posting information or content on social media, thinking that they have reached this summit of success. But maybe they've been at it for many years before they got to that point. And yeah. I mean, I can go back to my very first podcast episode. Like I said before, I was not good. Even though I had radio experience coming to the microphone, I wasn't good. It had been over a decade since I had been on the microphone when I was in college. And 
I was smart enough to realize that that could have gone much better. And the only way that's going to happen is if I continue to work at this and keep putting attention on my craft. But so many people think that having a podcast is the sexy thing to do. So let's just start a show and that's all we need to just get some microphones and we'll hit the record button and then we'll put it on the internet and we'll have a podcast. And I say this because that was me. I really was the... <laughs> extent of the planning when we started our first show and that's what i can speak from a place of experience and saying that you have to have a reason why you have to establish realistic expectations you need to develop a plan of attack and you need to have long-term commitment in mind like you said kim yeah. and, and the person that guided you gave you great advice letting you know this is a long-term strategy this is not something that's quick and easy and when I look at things that you can accomplish in your business, nothing worth attaining ever is. True. Those 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 results that really lead to tangible growth, those don't come easy. Those come through effort and those come through a willingness to get better at what you're doing so you can put a more concise message into the world and start mm -hmm. communicating with the right people. When that happens, you start to reap the rewards, as you said, Kim, but it's so so much of our world is caught up in this instantaneous fame and wanting things to happen quickly. Any podcaster that's looking to get started, if you're listening to our conversation right now, you've got to commit to at least a year. At least. I would rather you commit to two years because that first year is going to be spent getting your feet wet and, and learning speaking abilities, communication skills, active listening. It's all important. Don't look at your metrics for at least six months at a minimum of six months. Yeah. If you don't bring them into play, they're not going to throw you off track before you really get your feet underneath you. Yeah. But if you look at those download metrics after three episodes, and go, why isn't the world listening to me? Oh my God, I'm terrible at this. Then you walk away before anything happens. And I'm going to spoil it right now. The world's not showing up. No, it's, it's just not, not a how field it of dreams. It is not no, a field you, of dreams. Not at all. You have to prove that you are going to be there with consistent quality content, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever your release mm -hmm. schedule is. But when people start to work you into their lives, they start to get invested mm -hmm. in your show, in your yeah. message, in your guests. And when they do that, that's when they start turning around to people and saying, you've got to listen to author to authority. You've got to listen to Evolution of Brand. I've been listening yeah. to the, that's my show, Cheap Plug, that I've been <laughs> learning so much listening to these podcasts. When you get people recommending them and telling others, whether it's mm. by word of mouth or they're doing it on social media, yeah, that's how tangible growth is experienced because it's exponential. One mm. person tells another, now you've got two. Those two tell another, now you've got four. That's a beautiful thing, but you can't get there until you're consistently putting good content in front of people. Yeah. On one of my other episodes just recently, we were talking about the fact that, you know, you improve greatly over time. And I don't know, the last few interviews I've been doing, probably about the last 20, some of the guests have said, you're a really good interviewer. And I was thinking mm -hmm. back on it like this. I'm 350 episodes in. Good for you. That's awesome. And, you know, I look back at the first episodes I did. Mm. I was not a good interviewer. Nope. Uh, it was really funny. So my podcast mentor says to me, find the most famous person you know to be like one of your first guests. So the first guest interview I did was with Bob Berg of the Go-Giver series. Oh, wow. I was nice. a nervous wreck. <laughs> I had never interviewed anyone before. Yeah. 
And here I am with someone that I kind of know. Okay, it's not like he's my best friend or anything, but he I, he knew me enough that he was kind enough to come on my show. I was a nervous wreck. He had to carry the whole podcast because, I mean, I yeah, I did ask him a few questions, but there definitely wasn't a lot of back and forth going on there because I was just like, I'm like, I'm interviewing <laughs> Bob Burke. <laughs> but did did you learn something in doing oh, yeah. that? Okay. I'll tell a story that relates to that perfectly. Back in high school, my friend taught me how to ski. He'd been skiing for years. I had never gone before. And he told me, I'm not taking you on the bunny slope. You won't learn a damn thing there. I will take you on some, we'll do some easy runs. So you can really get acclimated to this. I'll show you the ins and outs. And by the end of the night, unbeknownst to me, he said, all right, we're going to go down this one now. I didn't know what skiing terminology was. And I didn't realize that a black diamond was a more difficult run. So now he's got me going down this black diamond on my first night. Like, like what the hell is happening? Like all of a sudden these easy runs are over and I'm falling and I'm, and he, he got to the bottom and he goes, congratulations. You just did your first black diamond. And I wanted to hit him with my ski pole. Like he didn't tell me you were going to, he's like, no, if I would have told you, you wouldn't have done it. Mm. So it works this way as well. You have to expand your comfort zone in order to get those improvements in your life. And if you start with T-ball, versus lining up against Nolan Ryan to bring a baseball analogy into things. It's hard. It, it, it's it's going to be easy, yes, but you're not going to learn as much. I think again, you're getting some really good advice. Whoever told you to start off that way, is it really gave you a, a nice coming out of the gate strong moment. And mm. then you can build from there and determine this worked, this didn't. Here's where I need to make some improvements. I couldn't, I want to thank them for you. <laughs> for putting you in that position because that's how we grow by being uncomfortable by getting ourselves to a point to where we say okay i have to adapt to this and i'm going to make it happen i'm going to have the best possible conversation i can and then i'm going to learn from what happened and i it doesn't matter who the podcaster is they could be the most professional in the world they could have experienced the most success if you listen to their episode that they just released today and then go back and listen to their first episode, monumental difference across the board. Yeah. I don't care whose show it is because we all get better and find our voice the more we turn on the microphone and just let the stories fly. Yeah. Jason, originally we were going to talk about how to sell your products on podcasts without actually selling, but would you mind if we just shifted topics today? I say we ventured off that path rather quickly, didn't we? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think kind of where we're heading, one of the things like we've got about 10, 15 minutes left and, you know, I, I was, I can see your bio here in front of me. And so I think I, I really want to focus in on podcast guesting mm -hmm. and people telling their stories. Cause I think it, it ties into what we're talking about today. Cause it's the same thing with podcast guesting. Yeah. The first time you guest on a podcast, it's probably not going to be that great. I'm with you. And I'll tell you what I'll do, what we were going to talk about with the selling without selling. I'll work that in to the guesting and because it, it really doesn't need to be the full scope of what we talk about today. But yeah, that, that absolutely works the same way from this side of things. And that's why I encourage anybody that hasn't done podcasting at all to start with guesting and to reach out to somebody like myself who can get you pointed in the right direction. Because what happens a lot with guesting is it gets treated transactionally. And what yes. I mean by that is people are going to show up, think they have to go into sales mode. They have to put on this big performance and, and, and put themselves out there as this person that they're not in an effort to get whoever's listening 
to buy their book or their course or their product mm -hmm. or service. And when they do that, they cost themselves major opportunities to build relationships and to yeah. make genuine connections because they're not being authentic and they're not telling a story that resonates with the audience. And this is all part of the strategy of understanding how to dial in your story, get comfortable telling it. And the more you tell it, the more comfort comes and, and, and the more you'll be confident and how you express that message and get people to align with it. But again, one of those things that takes time, effort, and patience. And again, once you get into it and start telling that story, there's a lot that can be accomplished. But again, a lot of people trying to take shortcuts, they treat this as a sales platform. I got to sell. I got to I gotta get something out of this. Everybody that I listen has got to buy from me, right? Like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. This is the trailer to the movie is the comparison yeah. that I always make. When you're at the movies, they throw how many trailers at you before the actual movie that you showed up for 10, 15, I mean, it's, it's like a long time before you get to your movie. And that trailer is designed to entice you, not give away the story, but to give you enough highlights to where you say, yeah. Ooh, that looks good. I'm going to come back to the theater when that's out and I'm going to see that movie. Yeah. When you make a podcast guest appearance and you're talking to an audience that's targeted because you did your research and you're making an appearance on a show that aligns with your objectives, you're not giving away everything but you're telling a good story and you're getting people excited about the value that you could bring to their life, ultimately leading them to the transformation they seek. Yeah. Once you get to that point, now they can say, okay, I resonate with that message. I really dug that story. How do I follow them into their world? And at the yeah. end here, I'm sure Kim, like every other podcaster, you'll give an opportunity for me to share where listeners can find me. They can come into my world and connect with me and we mm -hmm. take it from there. And if yeah. they decide that it's time for them to get into what I'm doing, I'm more than happy to have a conversation to make that happen. But ultimately, this is the piece of the puzzle that brings people to the movie so they can watch the full yeah. movie. That's how I and, and that to me is incredibly powerful because you can accomplish so much if you do this right and you treat it with the respect it deserves. Jason, that was just that was just pure gold. Thank you. Pure gold. I dropped the mic if I was holding on to it. It's hanging. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you said, and I want to focus in on for a few minutes, is the fact that, you know, this is not an instant gratification situation. When you're podcast guesting, like you said, it's about creating that relationship. You're opening the door a little bit and saying, hey, here's who I am. Do you like what you see? And I think that's important for people who want to get into podcast guesting to recognize. Like you said, it's not about the selling. Even if you have a book, so, you know, author to authority, let's, let's talk about the book. You know, even if you're offering a book at the end, which is fine, that's mm -hmm. good. If you want to direct people to your book, that's, that's not a bad thing, but it, it shouldn't be the hard sell about getting people to buy your book. Who wants to listen to a podcast? That's nothing more than an infomercial for 30 minutes. Yeah. Not you know, me. You're, 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 yo, you're like 15, 20 minutes in wondering when the guy is going to cut the shoe open with a big sharp knife or can cut through any piece of vegetable in the way, you know, the old three o'clock in the morning infomercials that everybody, if they're awake, they're watching, they have to question a lot of things, but I don't think anyone wants to tune into a podcast for that. Now they are going to tune into a podcast to learn what that guest has to offer in regards to value. If it's a subject that interests them, if they're looking to potentially solve a problem, gain some new perspectives, maybe just escape from their world for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that message truly hits home. Then they can go buy the book after the fact because they learned enough during the podcast, wet their whistle. It really gave them a true inside look at the knowledge this person has to offer. And if yeah. 
you really feel com- that you learned a lot in that 30 minute period, 40 minute period, whatever the length of the podcast is, of course, you're going to go buy that book. And the, as the host of the show, you're going to endorse that person because they brought value to your show versus a sales pitch. Oftentimes podcasters won't even air that type of content because they know their audience is going to be turned off by it. And they run the risk of new listen, new listeners or even existing listeners tuning in and saying, why are they just running this 30 minute ad? I'm not going to listen to this. And then they may never come back. So it potentially could hurt your growth cycle. So you have to be smart about it. And more people are going to resonate with a story than they are a sales pitch. And I guarantee you when podcasters look at you as a person they want to feature on your show, it's not because you're a slick salesperson. It's because you have a level of expertise on a topic they care about and they know their audience is going to get something from. So you have to bring that mentality to the microphone with you and then deliver. And it's all about having a one-on-one powerful conversation in the moment. That's all it is. And that's something I touch on in the podcast guesting simplified is you don't have to treat this like a performance in front of thousands or millions of people. It is a one-on-one conversation. Just kick back and have some fun, tell some stories and you'll get a ton from it. Yeah. And I mean, you and I are both podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. And if I if someone came on and it was a sales pitch, I I guarantee you that episode will never make it to air. Right. And I'm I'm assuming you're the same way. Absolutely. I've only fortunately with the show I'm doing now, I've only had it happen once. Mm. And I, I try to steer the conversation more to the value. More can be gained from bringing the expertise that helped you write a book mm-hmm. and showcasing that on the microphone. Yeah. Versus just trying to refer back to the book, which is like I know that's a habit a lot of authors have. They'll answer every question with, well, yeah, in chapter seven of my book, and and it's it just gets to a point where it's like, no, I need give me something original so I can resonate with you and your story and understand that you are a resource that I can trust. Then I'll go mm-hmm. buy your book, and then I'll be in your ecosystem, and hopefully you're going to continue to bring value to my life. That's so good, Jason. I want to just switch one more gear here in around the podcast guesting for a moment because we've got about five minutes left. Talk a little bit about how podcast guests structure their story because that that is the powerful part. It is the story and being able to tell your story. Uh, today, just before this podcast recording, I was on a Zoom call with a potential client and he said to me, he says, well, I'd love to hear your story. You know, I didn't have to think about it. I've got my story down pat. I can tell it in about seven to 10 minutes, the full story. I have the two minute version, the five minute version, the seven minute version, the 10 minute version and 11 minute version. Sure. Uh, But I was able because I've told it so many times. So talk about some of those elements of the storytelling, because I think that would be something that our audience can just grab onto right now and actually start working on your authentic story is the key to your success. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will be hesitant to bring that story to life. And a lot of times it's because for whatever reason, we've developed this mentality that we can't be vulnerable. We can't show that we've screwed up in the past. You heard my story. I think I was 30 seconds in when I said I screwed up. I've gotten very comfortable with the fact that I messed some things up and I was able to learn from it. And that's what life is all about. You think back to when you're an infant or even a toddler. No one's expecting you to be running around in circles right out of the womb, right? Like you are very tightly held and cared for. And then as time goes on, you start to pull yourself up, but then you fall down and then you start to take a few steps and you fall down. And we expect that because that's how you learn. We know it's going to happen. But then when you get to adulthood, all of a sudden it's not okay 
to fail and mess things up? No, that's the wrong mentality. And in your story is something that may not have been positive at the time, but you've learned from it. You've gotten beyond it and you've come out wiser in a way that got you to where you are. And there's someone behind you on that same journey, looking to get to the point you're at, who can benefit from that advice. That is why your authentic story is so powerful. It's that hero's journey. And even if you haven't reached the top of the mountain, maybe you've reached three quarters of the top to the top. And there's somebody that's only halfway. What did they do to get to that three quarter mark? Man, I could really use some advice from this person. That's where your story comes into play. And so many people are turning to podcasts to hear those types of stories. If you're not on these on these podcasts telling these stories, someone else is going to, and they are going to be the ones that make an impact. So you have to get in there now yeah. and start telling your story. And like you said, Kim, you have different timelines. I, I have a few different stories just depending on what the podcast is about. Yes, The one that do. I told today was very much related to my time in podcasting, how it all started, how the entrepreneurial journey started. But if anybody would ever want to talk about how you have to make pivots and changes in your business, or how about an unexpected firing out of nowhere after a month before you had interviewed for a regional management position, the next month you're filing for unemployment. I have that story in my mm -hmm. repertoire as well. And I'm always happy to tell it because it was a defining moment yes. in my life. No one wants to get fired, especially when they don't see it coming, but you can yeah. learn so much from that discomfort. And I'm proud to tell that story. Mm -hmm. You can, bring so much value to the world if you tap into that authentic story. And to me, that's step one. When I talk about simplifying podcast guesting, step one is dialing in that story and not being afraid to dig deep beneath the surface to find elements that are going to resonate with people. Then it's all about mastering the guest mic and understanding all the ins and outs of how to do this well and not just show up to talk, but to bring legitimate value to the microphone. Mm -hmm. Then it's all about the relationship building and what you do with that content after the fact. It's not hard. And once you dial it in, you can really make a difference. But it all starts with that authentic story. When you dial that in, you're in a position to win. Mm. Jason, I loved how you talked about, you know, a baby learning how to crawl and walk. My grandson is seven months old and Perfect. my daughter-in-law just sent me a video the other day and he he, he got up on all fours. And he was kind of rocking and then he flopped back down. And it was like the cutest thing on the face of the earth. And I'm like, right? go, baby, go. You're getting there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. and you're so correct in saying that we hit adults and we think we have to have it all together and we don't. Right. And we see the shiny. We, we have highlight reel syndrome is what I call it. Because yeah. we see everybody's highlight reel on social media. And fine. I'm, I'm proud of anyone that's made those accomplishments. As long as that is legitimate and they've gotten there, that's great. But it's not showing the full story. As I've said on my podcast many times, yeah. it's showing the touchdown celebration. It's not showing the drive that it took to get there. So or the years of running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Exactly. There's so much to learn from the work ethic. So if you're going to emulate anything, emulate somebody's work ethic, not their highlight reel. And that's, again, I think something yeah. that throws people off. You see too many highlight reels. Now you're thinking that you're not good enough. It's just that you haven't gotten to that point yet. You just have to keep working and getting better until you do. But you don't have to compare yourself to anybody or to anybody because this is your story that you're writing. Yeah. Stick to what you can control and good things will happen. Can I give you an amen, brother? Throw it at me, Kim. 
I'm all about it. Uh, Jason, we could keep going, but we are out of time. So, Man. Jason, how can people connect with you if they've really enjoyed this and they're like, listen, I, I really need to learn more about podcast guesting? Well, I'm sure what everybody's learned at, up to this point is that I love to talk. And I feel that the most can be gained from a conversation. So join me at podcastguestingsimplified.com. And when you land there, you're going to learn more about the program that I put together. But most importantly, you're going to have an opportunity to set up a free discovery session where we can connect and start to talk about that story and how you can leverage podcast guesting to truly elevate your brand take your message to the new, to the next level and really achieve undeniable results for yourself. So podcastguestingsimplified.com is where to go. Jason, thank you so very much. It's been a thrill to have you on the Author to Authority podcast. I just want to say in closing, I am so thankful for you, the audience. I really appreciate you so much. And I just want to, I know I say thank you every time for listening, but I just want to let you know, audience, how much I really do appreciate you listening. So this has been Kim Thompson Pinder and Jason Sircone on the Author to Authority podcast. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.